0: Welcome to the California Wealth Warriors podcast with your host, Ray Olmo, the ultimate California contrarian and believer in the salvation of our great state. Fighting in the trenches for our business owners and entrepreneurs, our California Wealth Warrior project will share our experiences, network, and resources to reveal the California-centric planning strategies and secrets to help you protect, profit, and preserve your wealth so california can become a haven not a burden so unpack your bags pull out your beach chair and join us as we share insights real stories and success cases and rediscover why california is still the golden state
1: Hello, and welcome to the California Wealth Warrior Podcast with your host, Ray Almo. Ray, good to be with you again. Nice to see you.
2: Good morning. Good morning. It's a bright California day. Actually, it's not. It's raining a little bit, but that's okay. I like it. that's uh, well,
1: okay. That's fine.
2: California is beautiful. It, I've been there. It's all one of the of four ways.
1: seasons in California. And, yeah. Oh, it's a gorgeous place. Well, you know, the last time we talked, you you laid out your purpose, which was, in essence, to save California. Okay, that's a modest am- ambition. Yeah, so this, it'll, it'll you know, be easy. <laughs> so this is part two. This is where we get down to the brass tacks, as it were. How do we start? What are what are the issues that folks in California are facing, and what can we do about them? Well, uh, you know,
2: again, let me recap why the, the time and energy and things are being, you know, we're spending on this is isn't to save California. It's to empower Californians, I think is the best way to say that. And again, I know a lot of people like myself and my family that wish things were different and that's okay. The world's not perfect. If you think the grass is greener anywhere else, you know, I mean, poor, poor Texas, you know, hitting the number one migration yesterday. It is what it is, you know, and I'm a realist. I don't, Let this stuff beat me up. What I do is I ground down, I anchor down, and I resource. And the trick I've learned in my 58 years on earth is to lean on other people that are smarter than me. Mm. And, you know, that was my parents and my my lineage, actually, for generations, and really the, the people in the professions. So, I want to go ahead and I want to start. The trick that we're going to have to do is it can get confusing. Doing planning as a Californian is definitely overwhelming. Again, as the fifth largest economy in the world, there's a mass amount of numbers. There's a mass amount of information. There's a massive amount of advisors. How do you filter through all this stuff? And you're weeding through things to find that gold nugget Pun intended to get to that match, that advisor that you trust inherently. Your guard dog that's going to need a quarterback, okay? Because it isn't going to be one advisor. If you think, oh, I got my 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 one advisor at whatever institution, and you need to have a reality check. But um, uh, what I'm going to do is my danger is I have to shift gears real quick, Bill. I have to go from hanging out with attorneys, talking legalese, and I'm an, I, I'm not an attorney, by the way and i've often been accused oh okay so you you're an attorney you can, uh, no i'm not an attorney i'm way smarter than those guys but uh no i tease my my attorney friends that but um yeah i'm not i'm not an attorney i i hang out with them daily i hang out with cpas daily i hang out with actuaries daily we keep those guys in a locked box in a dark room and there's nobody brilliant but you know you know the whole joke of personalities but um I have to shift gears from being a technocrat to explaining things in layman's terms with clients. Yeah. And this is the, and, and I've got some wicked smart business owner clients. I got tech clients, I got engineer clients and they don't understand the stuff because they're great at what they do, but there's a well, whole, you know, that's
1: whole- why, it's why, you know, I mean, it's why they're experts in the world and why people should turn to experts to, right. you know get things to think about and to get insights and to learn stuff. So, absolutely, I follow you.
2: Yeah. So what I'm going to do is we're going to we're going to start today with a review where to start as a Californian. Right. And I'm going to take it from the perspective of an administrator that I shared in episode 1, kind of that fox in the hen house. What do we see, you know? And then and how do we digest it? What does it mean? How do we apply it? Those types of things. I'm not going to talk from an attorney's perspective. You're going to have plenty of attorneys that are going to be talking about that. And believe me, I got to curb these guys when I have them on and try to try to decipher and translate for them, okay? Amen. Um, but again, that, that comes with brilliance, you know? So yeah, let's break down into simple components. As a Californian, you work hard, my clients and, and not my clients, but people I know are successful, whether they're small business owners, which is majority of the people we deal with are entrepreneurs, You know, re- passive real estate investors. They've worked hard. They've worked hard and built their empire against a tough river, which is mm-hmm. the whole way they're paying taxes. So they're taking a a, a step forward and they're taking a half step back are taking a step forward. And so it's very linear. You're not, you're not, we got to get to a compound thinking. Okay. So the two main things I mentioned earlier that are pressing Californians to give up is this, this plague of litigation. Okay. That's driven by pro-creditor legislation. And so AKA lawsuits. Yeah. Number one judicial hellhole in the world, or whatever, whatever you you know want to say, whatever the reality is. But you know, story after story there, and then uh, taxes, of course. So, we're going to use those two compo- components. The first thing is when we look at those. If I save you a bunch of taxes, which increases your wealth, we call that we call that tax wealth. Okay, new tax wealth that's been created, and you get sued the next day, it's gone. Right. So we made you money, but then you lost it. Okay. And on the flip side, you can kind of argue the same thing, which is, well, hey, if I protect you, but then you're bleeding to death in taxes, then we've done you a disservice there too. But the, the, the problem is we've always got time to do tax planning. Okay. So so we can do that strategically throughout the year. We got a little bit of breathing room, but litigation in California is a lockdown. Okay. They, you get frozen. Okay. So let me explain that. So if, if, if somebody gets sued formally, they're handed the the notice. Okay. Yeah. There's lean. And again, I'm trying to not speak legalese, but there's it. There's a lean and seizure process that, again, the attorneys will talk about that freezes you. And and the one thing that is kind of the core of this, and and everything we talk about is transfer law. You can't move anything. We have what's called a Uniform Voidable Transaction Act. Okay. Now it
1: sounds scary, even okay.
2: Yeah. Well, let me go back to the, it's origination. Okay. It was actually called the uniform fraudulent transfer act. So it you're fraudulently moving and AKA transferring assets. Yeah. And that's, that's that creditor evasion thing. And California was done with that. You know, you're not, you're not hiding the cookies anymore, you know, and we're going to claw that back and it's brutal. Okay. Uh, the UVTA, okay, if you read it, it just puts a shill up your spine. It's just basically, nope, you're going to be assumed guilty until proven innocent and w- you're frozen. Well, that is a bad scenario. And I've had clients that have sold commercial buildings. They have a $10 million cash sitting in their, in their personal bank account because they didn't know what to do with it. And they get sued and they can't move the money and it because it, it would be fraud. And so you're locked up And how long? Are the creditors going to keep after it? Do they want to scorch the earth and spend years in court? Well, that's not a scenario you want to be in. So again, why am I going through this? The first thing we do, and if you can watch our video on the first thing, it's drop a dome over your world, okay? Let's create a comfortable environment, a safe environment by which to plan. And so, yeah. so we do our asset protection first, okay? Now, the word asset protection is a dual-edged sword, okay? And you got to be really careful here because again- Asset protection under duress violates the transfer laws in California, and you basically are, are in deep trouble, deep doo-doo, okay? So saying I'm doing asset protection, there's actually a case. And a buddy of mine, Jeff Verdun, sent this to me a while ago, and I actually find the case. And it was a couple of years ago, and it said asset protection is a legitimate planning tool, yeah, okay? okay? It's a legitimate planning practice, but then they caveat it with, but if you're under duress, okay, it's called credit evasion. There was actually a U.S. Supreme Court case earlier this year that they, they filed what's called a RICO action. And Bill, you know what a RICO action is? I do indeed.
1: Yeah, i very racket.
2: familiar with RICO actions. Yeah, so it's a racketeering fraud, you know. Basically, this was a three hundred million dollar case, and they were looking to throw not only the client in jail, but the advisors who advised them. So again, what does this all mean? What this is, what this means is, don't wait on doing your planning, okay, your protection planning, and we're going to talk about different types of asset protection planning, okay. Don't wait on that because. If it's too late and the house is on fire, you can't buy fire insurance. Okay, your house is going to burn down. So you want to do proactive planning. So when my phone rings and somebody says, "Hey, I want to do one of these uh let's uh, private retirement plans," okay, which is exempt, we're going to talk about that. I go, "What happened?" Well, you know, I uh, I I'm getting sued. Sorry, we won't touch Ooh. that with a ten foot pole. Wow. So. But we, then we have I've had we had I think three this last week call up and our first question because they're gonna have to sign an affidavit under solvency okay under oath yeah. that they don't have a lawsuit yeah no I I'm good it's just scaring me and spooking me I love that I love it it's proactive planning there's nothing better okay and and so there's great things that we can do so that's the that's what we got to do so the first thing we're teaching Californians right now do not procrastinate do not. <laughs> Get your stuff done, okay? I'm warning you, I'm warning you. At any rate, so that's the first thing. Let's drop that dome of the world. And then when we have that dome and we have our boxes, okay? And again, I referred last time is we we have layers of boxes. We have yep. the, the ultimate, the trust layer that owns the entity layer, that owns the asset layer, that that then we manage the income or earnings layer. Okay, that's the model. It's a perfect model. It's not hard. It's hard to track. It's not hard to fathom the design, and again, we're going to have some supplemental things on that tube back there where I'm going to do some training, some modeling. And so,
1: yeah, you know, right. Before we go a little bit further, you mentioned the video. Where 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 can where can people see the video if they're if they're listening to this and thinking, what was that video he was talking about? Are you talking about this video? No, it seemed like you were referencing a video on your website. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. We have two videos
2: on our main page, trust CFO.com or trust CFO without the dash.com. We have them both. And you can go on there and, and we have a, a 101 video, you know, for Californians. You know, how do okay. we how do you start? And we're going to talk about uh, the gold nugget that Californians have that they don't even know about. So go to the website, watch those things. Typically, all that does is really excite and give hope to people and then then they can start doing their due diligence, their education. Okay. Giving so let's go back. Let's, go back. let's go back. Giving hope is a good thing. Yeah. It's the only thing. So going back to the main issues, we've got lawsuits, we got taxes. Okay. The third thing we have that is very interesting is we have a risk. Okay. California risk, which is different than any risk in the world, I would argue. And it's interesting. I won't go into the depths, but our international clients, they have a specific relationship with California that we're going to discuss. It's it is really interesting. It doesn't exist anywhere in the world. So the risk is the key concept here. It's actually a weird thing. It's, it's going to work in your favor. Now, bear with me on this thought, Bill. This is going to blow you okay. away, okay? Okay. And in our audience, if I have California and, and and I've got one guy over here and he's ah, I don't want to pay the thirteen point three, which is I think going to go to fourteen point four next year tax. I'm done. And I'm going to go to some of my clients, Tennessee, zero tax. Okay. Forgetting all the nuances that we could figure out. And you look at, look at that and, and we go, okay. So we get that, you see that Delta you're say you know, you're saving that 14% and on large numbers, that's a large number. Yeah. But when we get into risk management which risk management is that validator. I mentioned to the prior episode, okay? The IRS has, has difficulty arguing proven risk, okay? Which leads to tax savings, tax credits, tax exemptions, tax deductions, okay? When you have that higher risk, you have a commensurate higher tax benefit associated with that. Risk can equal the justification for tax savings planning. So if I were to tell you that, okay, net, net, federal and state, yes, let's say federal 37 plus state 14 versus federal 37 in Tennessee, zero. But I'm in Tennessee, I'm only able to monetize, and improve a level of 10% risk as a Tennessean, But then over in California, I'm able to prove a 50% metric risk. I've got a a larger deduction against the two combined taxes. So when I flush it out, I get a low tax benefit as a Tennessean for my federal tax. Gotcha. Because this is threaded through the business. As a Californian, I got a large risk reserve expense. And when I apply that, I get a huge tax benefit. So I have an analytic that that showed something, and my client actually has a net tax better benefit of it was one hundred forty eight thousand. So we have this algorithm that we use to plug in the various states, and then we apply the tax metrics, we underwrite it, we actually kick out the reports, and we figure out what the net net is. It would blow you away, and people just don't. Again, they just don't. They don't know this. And no, you well, every... don't
1: know it too. And I got to ask because, you know, there is a state and local tax exemption in the federal tax code, which says, you know, you're limited to, to uh, you know, a certain amount of money that you can exempt from state taxes. So yeah. uh, you must be talking about something, a vehicle, uh, you know, a tool that works outside of that. Again, yes. Let's look at break down those three
2: things. You've got personal, you have your exemption limits as a person, which is a joke. You have business that the CPAs try to monetize fully, and a lot of C- some CPAs miss some really incredible things. You uh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get into some of those things, okay? Yeah, and we're going to try to again capture as many arrows into the quiver and empower our small business owners and and entrepreneurs. But then, when you get to that trust world, it's a total different game. Again, I, I've said it in the first one. I'm going to say it every episode. Okay. And people don't understand trusts, and they certainly don't understand trust exemptions. And we're going to talk about that. We're actually going to prove it in this episode. So let's move on to that. Let's talk about exemption planning, okay? And there's few people that do this. My ex partner Dustin does this. We were partners. We were doing this eon over uh, well over a decade ago, and it, it, it was just it was like asset protection. Not until recently did asset protection become legitimized. It was always a scary thing. There's always yeah. held. And there was law firms that says we don't, we don't want to have an ass Protection Division because we just feel it's just nothing but a big liability. And, and that's not true. That's, again, a myth. Uh, when we look at our rights, let's break this down. You have what are called exemption rights, and they're broken into four quadrants. It's federal and state, and it's tax and creditor. And as a U.S. citizen, you're federal, and as a California resident, you're state. Mm-hmm. Now, every state. Has exemption law. It's their specific law, their statute that overrides anything. Okay. And and it is a very complex system. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but California is an anomaly. Number one, we have two systems. You're like, oh, okay. One's bankruptcy, 703. It's called Code of Civil Procedure statute. Bankruptcy attorneys feed off of this. Then you have non bankruptcy, which none of my clients can are sol- insolvent. So they won't qualify. You have to qualify to file for bankruptcy. You have to be insolvent. So the other system is non-bankruptcy, which is basically lawsuit world, right? And every state has a list of their exemptions. What, is, what does that mean? Okay. The the easiest one to talk about is homesteading. Okay. You heard the homestead, yeah, Bill, sure. right? Yeah, I understand. Okay. And, the, and kind of the big one is the Texas homestead is unlimited. No amount. Okay. You remember Enron? <laughs> I do indeed. Uh, the Enron boys weren't stupid. When when the House of Cards was fallen, some of these guys went and they bought $100 million houses in Texas, and they homesteaded it. And they protected okay. their stuff. And then, of course, they had to fight the federal government. But that's an ex- example. Let, let's use Florida, okay? Florida has a homestead exemption, and it's unlimited, but it's up to a quarter acre. I believe it's a quarter acre. It sounds third. right, actually. For some reason, yeah. I know this. <laughs> Yeah. And and there's a story that goes around that, hey, wasn't it interesting that O.G. Simpson's home in Florida was under a quarter acre? Whether you take that is is another thing. You can go through state by state, okay? Then you get to California, okay? California was extremely horrible. It was $175,000 per couple. As much shit as Gavin Newsom gets- he got, I'll give him credit for, he upped the homestead a couple years ago, and it was arranged 300000 to 600000 It's based on the medium of each county, okay? And then and then it was indexed. So this year in California, the max that you can have at homesteading, I got to look at it, $678,391, and it's, it'll go up next year. Every year it'll get scheduled up and we track that. What does that mean, okay? And- in some states, you have to file and declare a homestead. In California, it's awarded, but there's a, a goofy trick here again. So your award is six hundred seventy-eight thousand. So let's say you have a, a home worth two million. Okay, you're down in the Bay Area or or SoCal, and you have a million-dollar mortgage. Okay, so your, your your lender is in first deed of trust position, which is a weird form of asset protection. Okay, you can't get in front of them. Okay. It, it is secured. Yep. Okay. That leaves the net equity that's exposed of a million, but you're awarded six hundred seventy eight thousand under California exemption code. So the math is you'd have 300 and whatever that is, 12,000 something, something dollars truly exposed of a creditor was suing you and put a claim, AKA a second deed lien behind the bank.
1: Does that make sense? That math. That's crazy, man. That's complicated. What this sounds like is a nightmare, okay? I, I'm just going to tell you right now. My <laughs> reaction to it, and I live in a crazy high-tax state of New Jersey. So I, I'm listening to this thinking, this sounds like a nightmare. Well,
2: Californians is, is horrible. And let me run down those uh, real quick. So you have you have zero exemption uh, protection benefits as a Californian for checking, savings, liquid assets, investment accounts that are in your name because you had nowhere to fund, nowhere, you couldn't put it in your retirement plan. A plan. So you pay taxes that spilled on your exposed balance sheet. You got your Schwab account or Morgan Stanley account or whatever after tax, that's not protected. Your real estate, if you think it's in LLCs and you're the member, that's not protected. Okay. Any attorney I know can get through that. So then, then you go down the line. This, this is an interesting one. There is a major myth, okay, that that Californians think, oh, my
1: life insurance is protected. No,
2: and it's no. it is it is crazy. So this is
1: this is horrible, man. This sounds like the. I'm sorry. I I know you're trying to empower folks in California, but this sounds like a nightmare, bro. Come well, on, well, I'm going to get somewhere, okay? I, I, but you, we also
2: have to disclose where the weaknesses are before we can get to where how to fix them, right? So again. The reality is, life insurance in California is protected at a miserable $13,975. And that's both, that's the maximum, both cash value and death benefit. And I told a client of mine, he's a CEO for three Johnson Johnson companies. And I'll never forget this. And I told him we're doing his planning and I went through his exemptions. We were doing the math. Yeah. And I told him this and he about lost it. He says, Whoa, 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 timeout. You're telling me not only all my other assets are exposed, but if I die, that the, the monies that I have saved for my lovely wife and kids could get sued and, and lost. And I'm like, theoretically, yeah. He he was blown away, flabbergasted. So again, how do we solve those things? We're going to talk about that. Okay. To get to the next, uh, to shifting gears, the last thing is we do have federal exemptions too. The, the most common is uh, your, your qualified retirement plan. So you have your ERISA based federal. Retirement plan that is exempt under federal law. Okay, can't touch it. 401k profit sharing. Okay, and um, you know uh, the the higher ends defined benefit or cat or cash balance plans are yeah. are more common these days. Those things are exempt under ERISA. Okay, exempt means can't file and lean and seize them. Okay, it's exempt. A judge won't take that. All right. So exemption is powerful, but like we said, Californian. California's weak. Last thing is IRAs. There's another myth. IRAs are protected. They're under different code. They're federal. It's not under ERISA per se. It's under Section 408 to bore the shit out of you. And they're up to a million index. The actual number of this year is 1,512,350. And that's exempt, but only under bankruptcy. Again, then so the, the net is it's up to a judge to decide whether you need your IRA or not. And that is a scary proposition. Again, that's that's gives you a, a perspective of uh, ah, like you said, I just took away everybody's hope. Okay, now we are gonna shift
1: gears. Yeah, let's let's shift gears. Okay, we don't have a lot of time. Like holy cow. Good, good thing there's not a cliff near you, you jump off of it. Exactly. Okay? I mean, man, come on. OK, so you're supposed to be my wealth warrior, not my yeah. wealth depressor here. <laughs> right. All right. All right. I, I apologize. But again, i are going to have to set the stage.
2: So, again, as a Californian, as an individual, the individual rights. OK, now we're going to talk about the positive thing, OK, which is California was a phenomenal state eons ago and a pioneer eons ago. And so one of the exemptions under California law doesn't exist in any other state. Okay, it's called a California private retirement plan. It is a 53-year-old law formed in 1970, Okay, reaffirmed in 1982, has not changed a lick, and it's empowered Californians to save their private assets, hence private retirement plan, and be exempt under creditor law. So this is a separate vehicle, if you will, a separate tool, an entity. It is a plan. Okay. Just, just like you have a 401k as a retirement plan, but that is held under federal law under gotcha. RISA. California, which doesn't recognize federal law, stands at its own feet under 704.115, the, the non-bankruptcy system, okay? Code of Civil Procedure 704.115, okay? For 53 years, is if you're saving your assets... Certain assets for your retirement, and you characterize them as such. They are exempt from creditors. This, this think about the origination of this. The name is very simple. Take it private retirement plan. Who is it for? It was before this is before four years before ERISA was created in nineteen seventy four. The regulates 401 k plans. So we were a pioneer. What were what was California trying to do? I mean, this is where I give California the credit. It's it's due this, the farmers the ranchers. As an ag country, <laughs> okay, small business owners, that was their that was their retirement. It wasn't a four hundred one k, okay. Their retirement was their assets. Let's go back to basics, and that is exactly what my clients are doing. All the federal programs have been con- twisted and turned, okay. And the and, and I'm not disparaging the blue collar, but it is for the rank and file primarily. Mm -hmm. and and it is not for the owner per se. Okay. They can't save enough. It doesn't do anything for them. We can prove this time and time again. Now, again, the rank and file and and the key people need that. Okay. But again, what happens to the small business owner, here's the model is they make a bunch of money. Okay. Earnings before it's taxed. They're allowed to put in a minor amount of money into their qualified plan. And a lot of times they even are reverse discriminated. They, sometimes they have to even take money out because they put too much in. It's a joke. And as a fraction of their income, the rest then, because their CPA set them up on a pass through entity, passes through and drops onto their exposed balance sheet. And they write a big fat check that the total Fed and state rate of 50 plus percent and it goes away. And what's left is on their exposed balance sheet. And then they go and put it in an investment portfolio or buy real estate or whatever. That goes back to the one step forward, half step back. And I give them credit how they've gotten to where they are. I looked at one recently and it's like, buddy, I'll give you credit that you got to where you are fighting that battle the whole way. (laughs) Okay. So if we go back to to private retirement plans, what that does then is it it attends to that exposed balance sheet that's saying, well, then... The money that you made and the assets that you have can be funded to a private retirement plan. Okay, the the, the legal process is called recharacterization. Okay, because otherwise you default to you owning it and you have no rights. You forfeited your rights. That's the other thing. All those ants I was talking about in the previous yeah. episode, right? They they have this right, but they have to claim it. So you're running around and going, "I want to be protected," and you you've stepped right over this right. That nobody knows about. Why? Let's talk about this is really important. Why is a California private retirement plan not been changed? Number one, not been perpetrated, is because there's no money in it for anybody. This is huge, Bill. It's not taxable, it's tax neutral. And then we're gonna we're gonna show you how it's tax smart. Okay. So there's there's no revenue in it for the state.
1: Okay. So the state doesn't have any revenue at risk in this.
2: It's under creditor law only. It's not, under, okay. it's not under tax law. So they're, they can't tax the assets that are in there because they're, they're already being taxed. Okay. Yeah. It's, new, it's neutral. So there's no revenue for the state. And these are private assets that we're dealing with. So I mean, we have, you know, I, I won't get into the numbers, multi billions of assets. We don't, we don't have a lot of securities portfolios. Okay. So the other thing, the other part of the world is the financial markets don't have a lot to sell. So they don't promote this. They go out and they they promote their foreign case because it requires selling their portfolio, okay, And, and their investments and all that stuff that they make. That's not my my clients are self, you know, entrepreneurs. Their private assets, business stock, okay, their real estate portfolios, whether at an LLC or not, if they've epically failed in their name. Okay, private equity, which is a you know big hub obviously in the um, Bay Area, okay? all, all those things private private equity, private, private, private. It's not that complex to say, I've got all these private investments, and then here's all I need to do. We go in and say, what's the what do you need to live off of? okay? And then if you subtract that out, the rest is what is tr- what is the character of the rest of the stuff that you're doing? What are you doing all this or Mr. Owner, why are you building a business? Well, to build it into a ton of money. Great. Why? Well, to sell it. Okay. Why? Oh, so I can monetize it and, you know, have a ton of money sitting in the bank, you know, hopefully with without a ton of tax and live off it. Right. That's retirement. That's all retirement is. Yeah. And the, everything they're doing is retirement other than living on what they're living. So if you break it down, most people are only living off about 10, maybe 15% of what they need. The rest is their retirement. The problem is it's in their person or their business. They don't get the exemptions and they fail to claim their exemption for the retirement. It's that simple. And I, I know it might sound complex, but we do what's called a diagnostic and and people can go in on our website or or we private label it for our attorney and CPA friends, you know, partners, and they can go on their website. And it's our it's our algorithm. So it's it's powered by trust CFO and it kicks out a report and it's free. Go in there, put in your information. It's going to kick out a report of a before. Here's you running around naked and exposed. Mm-hmm. And it has this little pie chart built is red and yellow. It's all ugly and angry. And if you flip that thing over, it says, here's if you apply your federal and state creditor and, exe- and tax exemption rights using trusts, not just the private retirement trust, some some others that are your right. And if you claim them. And then you look at it and it's all green and blue. Well, the green is you, you're, you've now are exempt. You've now claimed that protection. So now you're protected. Okay. That's that dome. And then the blue is the tax. That, that That's a deeper discussion. That's it. And the, and you're going to see, okay, an inversion. You're going to see an 80 20. You're going to see somebody that has, 20% that's exempt and they're 80% exposed and then if, if they use our model it's going to kick out a report and it's going to say that you're 80% protected okay exempt and then 20% exposed wow yeah
0: and wow. all you're doing and all you're
2: doing is claiming your god-given right in California that's not changed for 50 oh, years holy
1: smoke listen I, I I've got to, I, I want to know more about this and and it's going to take I think more time than we actually have in this particular episode so maybe what we do is we set up episode three with how the teaser that we're going to look at how this thing works you're going to explain how the California retirement plan private retirement plan works and let this hang out there in the air for people like a little nugget knowing that it's hanging in front of them what do you think? Well, it
2: is the last gold nugget, Bill. It is the last gold nugget. I'll be honest with you. No other state has. It, okay, I think the closest that is is like Illinois has like an eighty thousand dollar private exemption. And so again, you've got to give California credit on something. And this this is a huge one. I will tell you, there's no reason to do it at specific after fifty three three years. And again, because we are an ag country, okay, right. economy. There's no reason to go to the steps of the Capitol and challenge it. Okay. If it weren't here, you probably would be, I'd be, might be thinking twice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but again, through a private retirement plan, you have also these threaded tax benefits. That's what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So it, 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 let's conclude with, with this having ended on a positive note. There's so many applications. Now picture your, your wheel. Okay. I always picture that spoked wheel on my 1967 Corvette, my you know, my dream car. And you got the hub, right? And yep. then you got all those spokes. Yes. Those are all planning. What we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the largest impact for Californians, which is the Californian private retirement plan, that it's gonna take a big bite out of that pain, both creditor and tax. And just like I told you about that that weird algorithm about getting actually net benefit in California better than Tennessee or another yeah. non tax state. When my, when our guests come on, we're gonna broach that. Hey, assuming that we have this foundation, this base, how do we plug into that? And you're gonna see that the that the PRP is is an awesome tool to integrate and coordinate with all of the planning. It works well with tax planning. It works well with business planning. It works well with estate planning. It works well with charitable planning. You can go down the line. And so when you have a private retirement plan and, and, and then you have the trust that's a facilitator of that, and I won't complex that, but it would again, we raise that bar to this level of trust. A client's going to have the revocable living trust, but let's there there is no ass protection in revocable living trust. Let's dispel that myth. If somebody says, well, I got a trust. Your revocable living trust is for transition at death and uses your social security numbers, doesn't even start till the first death. Okay. So they're going to have a private retirement plan, which is in a trust, and they're going to have other trusts likely. They're, they should not own a client in California, should not own one asset in their name, should yeah. all be accounted for in some trust. Then those will own some entities, then those will own their all their assets. And then we track the earnings. When you have that model, you've plugged. Every hole that you possibly can, and you've created maximization and optimization. I know I see globally, but I need to work with partners. And again, we're going to bring in our guests from all veins of expertise. Then what we'll conclude is okay. So that's how that works. But how? So then, how do we integrate that with the PRP? Okay, the mothership. Yeah. And then plug that in.
1: Okay. Well, and I'll tell we'll you what. Be- let's look. Let's leave it here for this episode. That when we come back together again in episode three, we're going to look, you're going to break down the California retirement plan and tell us how it works and what they can do, what people can do. And until then, let's just let people wait and hang on for this one. And I would suggest a couple of things. First, that this conversation is fascinating. If I lived in California, I would be wanting to have a conversation with you what is the best way for somebody to get a hold of you or, or to initiate a conversation about the stuff that you're talking about, Ray?
2: Well, I, it, it, it's not just me. It's that club. I can't talk to everybody. I don't have the bandwidth. It's going to take our team, our yeah. network, our network. So they, they can reach out. You can go surf online about California private retirement plans and you can find people that are experienced in this. Okay. A lot of attorneys, a few CPAs, um, some other advisors, and they can help educate. So at the end of the day, do a little surfing online, get self-educated. There's enough content out there, Bill, for people to, to get primary education. We just happen to have a kind of a, a technology, a little robust depth to that using our diagnostic that really shows clients where they're at. Okay, and, and and they don't need to talk to me for that. They can just go get it done. They can see where they're at, if there's impact. I got. I'm going to finish up with not everybody can benefit from this. Okay. It, there's, there's a metric. Okay. Is sometimes the value is not there. It depends on the construct of the state. Right. And, and I'll wrap this up. If you have a large estate that you've already built and you're older, meaning you have no more savings horizon and your you're coupon clipper and your in- income, there's not going to be a lot of benefit from this. It's okay. the it's the younger folks that should be taken advantage. That still have a, a accumulation horizon. They haven't built their balance sheet yet. We want to capture that balance sheet and protect it along the way and empower those folks. So again, can't help everybody, but we got to get to as many people that you know can can benefit as possible. So I think absolutely. If, I, I think that's that's my best attempt at a layman's overview. You know, you have to reference certain you know legal terminology, but again, I try to keep it pretty basic.
1: So, um, yeah, it's basic and it's intriguing and it's definitely, I have to say that if I lived in California, you've told me enough to where I would start looking into this. So this is, this is great. That's all we're asking. Evaluate,
2: get your facts and evaluate yourself before you make an ultimate decision. If you, if you decide you want to leave and I've had that great, I have five clients. Okay. In the last year that is going to blow your mind that have moved into California because the Delta of the asset protection benefit was way greater than the Delta of the tax rate between States. Wow. Okay. Utah, Whoa, whoa, Arizona, whoa. Utah, Arizona, Texas, not Florida. Okay. So you got to scratch your head. Wait a second. And we, we do them. We do analytics numbers speak for themselves. You kick out a before Sweet. and after scenario and the big boys can make decisions for themselves, but they need, the resource. Okay. We talked about that resource. That's the way to end this uh, beautiful scenario. Excellent. Thank you,
1: Ray. That was absolutely outstanding. And by now, if you are listening to this podcast and are not a subscriber, I do not understand why you're not. Hit the subscribe button. It's easy. That way you don't have to worry about, you know, when or where you heard this or when the next edition comes out because it gets, gets delivered to you automatically. Okay. Hit subscribe. And if you like it, we humbly ask that you rate it and share it with other people. Help spread the word about what Ray is talking about here on the California Wealth Warrior podcast. On behalf of Ray and everybody at CFO Trust or Trust CFO, excuse me. Everybody I, does Bill, that. <laughs> there we go. I'm Bill Tucker, urging you to go out and live your best life today.
0: You've been listening to the California Wealth Warriors, fighting for you as a productive resident of our golden state. We thank you for your time and trust. Click that follow button right away so you don't miss out on our future episodes loaded with valuable insights and gold nuggets. For more personalized guidance and expert tools, visit our website at trust-cfo.com or contact us at 800-730-3020. Remember, your wealth deserves California's best protection. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of CWW or Trust CFO. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for legal, tax, or investment advice. Always seek a professional advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your financial or investment planning.